Bobo fam. Good morning. This is the morning after. Is it morning? It's, the it's morning. morning. It's still morning for four minutes. Here we go. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. All right, Vocal Fam. Tis the morning after opening night for us. It is. And by morning, we mean... 11.56. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dressed like a hobo. I put on real pants. And Sarah actually put on real pants. You know what? It's funny. I have the urge after, like, each run of the show to dress like a hobo, but, like, I also have the urge to dress like a a woman. (laughs) (laughs) You mean because you're not during the show? Because I'm not during the show? Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to refrain from putting that on our social media. But, but, (laughs) but y'all, let me just describe Sarah as John Judas. If you've seen the latest season of Killing Eve in the premiere one or two episodes and you've seen Villanelle's hallucinations... With the mm. beard, you've seen Sarah yeah. as John Judas. Yeah, my Jamie, my Jamie's uh, statement was, "You looked masculine sometimes." That seems right, and that seemed right. That seemed right. He was like, "I mean, sometimes it was more, you know, ten-year-old boy playing with the grown-ups, but that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> Which is about how I figured it came across. Yeah. But the reviews are in. We're getting some great reviews already on last night's performance. Oh, yeah. Oh. What did I just do? Oh, sunglasses we had a we had, we had a great crowd last we evening. We really did. Like, y'all, you know what? Y'all know how Thursday nights are. Y'all, y'all know how that can be. But, like, this, this was a crowd. This is a great Thursday night crowd. They were. They were so responsive, and they were so excited from the get-go, which as a performer is, you know, everything you want but can i just say like to be back doing it in the theater it unmasked is, i think that with was half an of audience it. i think that was like, half of it It felt like that audience was so ready for live theater yeah there's nothing like it there's just there's nothing, nothing like, like it because you don't know it's you know you might be waving your flag and all of a sudden it just disintegrates on stage oh my gosh so sarah Waves this the way we staged the baptism of John at the beginning. Jamie, our director Jamie, had uh, Sarah like waving this giant banner kind of thing, except it's made like up of streamers, like streamers. strips of fabric. So it looks on fluid. a dowel rod, on, on like a three or four foot dowel it rod. It looks a lot nicer than what we're describing. Yeah, right? it really I does. Insist. It actually does make a lovely effect. Yeah, it's blue streamers, so it looks like water's going yeah, over them and this kind of thing. Very it's, it's, it's a Except look. last night. <laughs> we knew it wasn't good when, when I waved it. When Sarah waved it at the beginning of the show, a few streamers fell off. Yeah. When the young man playing Jesus at the end of the night oh, yeah. waved it, many, many streamers, streamers started flying off to of it. To the point that, like, my Jamie, my husband Jamie, said, yeah, you know, when it happened with you, I was like, uh-oh. He's like, but then there were so many coming off at the end that I was like, well, maybe, maybe this was supposed to happen. I was like, no. 
No. The audience thought it was the because audience. they tried to take them home. They sure did. I was running around afterwards like, I'm sorry, can I? I I'm going to need that back. <laughs> this is... <laughs> That this was, was an not awkward a gift. moment. This was not a memento. Sorry. This, this is not your okay. <laughs> These are our gonna, only strips mm, of fabric. Ah, okay. We're gonna. Need, what's your favorite uh, stage guffaw? Ever? Yeah. Oh, easy, easy peasy. Um, I don't think we've ever had this conversation on the during podcast. during Showboat. When I don't know, I don't. Did you know that we all did Showboat many years ago? Showboat. Was that while we were doing the podcast? Because it was my senior year. That was before we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you remember season one of the pod, if you remember senior year of the uh, senior year, if you remember season one of the podcast, was right after uh, when Michael was on the podcast. Michael's first year of graduate school, we had done Showboat. Oh yeah, yeah, and And I forgot that would have been Michael was cast opposite Sarah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so what was your favorite guffaw? Um, When Beth Stapleton, Dr. Beth Stapleton, I don't know if she lost her footing. I don't think she actually. Oh, she was in the show. Yeah. That's right. You were in this show. Listen, listen. You were in this this show. This is many years BC, and so I like the. (laughs) Okay, uh, so I don't think she actually passed out. I think she lost her footing. And rolled down the, role, the stairs. What was that role she and Phoebe were double cast as? The oh, it was Cat Sam, Mandy's it, wife, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she was opposite Sam. What's the name of the? I can't remember the name of the character. I can't either. Anyway, but she lost her footing, and this professor we all know and love rolled down the stairs mid scene. I don't remember. onto the like platform we had going Certainly out. Certainly, I was. I mean, you weren't on stage. Was she in my cast or your cast? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember there uh. is footage of it, so I guess I could refresh you if you wanted. But, like, because after our initial horror and fear that she was injured, it was just hysterical. So I think, that's, I think that's my favorite. Amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's something else that was funny and, like, like a mistake or something that ended up being... Good, because I've had other little guffaws that were memorable, but favorite, I'm not there yet. <laughs> My two probably favorite, first of all, I have this sickness uh-huh. that I love the stuff that goes wrong. It's one of the reasons I love live theater. Sounds right. Because it's what I remember. Yeah. I have two. Okay. The first, we're, we're singing Bohème. Okay. And the production only had one bonnet. <laughs> if you're out there doing Bohème Vocal Fam, you need due cufetta. Because you need one that Mimi can wear. Mm-hmm. And you need one that Mimi is not wearing on the prop table so Rodolfo can hold la mia cufetta while he's singing, while he's singing the act for duet. With Marcello. So me, me, and I are walking off stage singing Act 3, and we're screaming our high B-flat, and the act ends, and I'm like, you know, lovely singing. You go your separate ways. See you in a few minutes. Because I have to go back out, you know, you know, like we go right in. I go... And she every night she had taken the, the bonnet off and then gone to the dressing room, put it on the prop table, and I would grab it and I would go out the stage. That night, 
there was no bonnet, and I thought, that soprano went to her dressing room <laughs> wearing the bonnet. <laughs> I sprinted yep. to the dressing room, threw, not, not knowing if anyone was changing or anything. I felt terrible about that afterwards. Threw open the door. She quickly turned, looked at me, and immediately threw the bonnet at me. So instead of being out on stage during the little bit of prelude music to act four, writing poetry, I was running back from the dressing room and literally as Marcello sang in un coupe, con parli mi saluto ridendo, I literally like darted onto stage with that dumb bonnet. I must have looked like I was like the bonnet champion of the world. No, it was just, you were so excited. You were just... Yes. That was one. Okay. The other was in grad school. We were doing a crazy opera, which barely ever gets produced. And it was a great thrill to do it, actually. We were doing Prokofiev's Love for Three Oranges. And the prince, um, it's a crazy story. I don't know if you know this opera, Vocal Fam. Crazy, bizarre story, but it's Russian fairy tale. And um, the prince um, falls in, well, the prince is cursed to never laugh. Then he does laugh. Then he's cursed again. <laughs> then it, a- Anyway, he ends up carrying around these oranges, which as the opera goes on are supposed to grow and then turn into princesses. But, of course, the princesses die because they don't have any water. Well, eventually he <laughs> saves. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just living for this plot. <laughs> Woo, do so, go on. <laughs> so anyway, in our production, the oranges were orange bouncy balls. Okay. Like kids, like yeah, little yep, bouncy yep, balls. Yep. yep. And um, we put them into a 10-foot slot machine, and then out of slide came a princess. Amazing. Anyway... Amazing. So as 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 one might imagine, in the third act, when I'm trying to put the oranges machine, yeah, I sing an aria about that. (laughs) My three oranges, my three oranges. I just love opera. (laughs) So I sing. I'm singing this aria about the oranges. Yeah. Two of them have come out and died. We're already down two princesses. <laughs> which means we're also down two balls. Two balls, uh-huh. I carried those those three bouncy balls around in a like a like laundry a net. Yeah. Like a like a laundry oh, okay. hoop, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like a ball net. Okay, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden <laughs> I see the third ball leak from the bag. Leak. And start to roll. <laughs> and I start to move toward it. And as I do, it rolls into the pit. <gasps> and I'm just about to sing this whole thing. Like, I'm literally that music that I was just singing. Yeah. My two <laughs> my You have to sing my two oranges? <laughs> well, I already, two of them are already gone, but like, I was just like, whatever. And I can see the director in the back, God love Buck Ross. I can see him in the booth going, throw the ball on the stage, you stupid cellist! Well, they didn't. 
Did he? One of the tenors in the chorus, we had bought four balls so that we had an extra. Ah. God bless one of the tenors in the chorus. Ah, that's a phrase who you had the stage wits about him mm-hmm. to run off stage, grab the ball, and as soon as I put my hand up, he threw it to sing <gasps> my three oranges. He put it in my hand. Amazing. <laughs> um, that was one of my favorite guffaw moments. Um, speaking yes. of, we had one last night, and it was similar oh, to that. Other than, oh. We have this blind pass in the in the show in Godspell oh, where. Yeah. I noticed. Where, I didn't know what um, happened. Where one of the chorus people hands blindly, you can't see it from the audience, hands mm-hmm. Jesus a little toy a little lamb. Sheep. Little sheep. Little kid stuffed sheep. Yeah, this cute. And, um, and uh, where he's doing that whole bit about, say someone brings you a gift. And, um, you know, this little stage effect. Well, last night they dropped it. First time I think they had dropped it the whole time. I missed that. But the it's supposed to be this brother and sister who are fighting and the and and sure enough Chester Hey, yeah. picks it up and goes a gift. <laughs> oh, Chester. And then they just went on and I was like, "Oh, and Jamie actually our director actually missed it. She had had to had to step out for a second." I only caught like the end, because I, I don't think I looked up fast it was, enough. It was good. And it so was, I knew something happened, but I couldn't it tell. It was a good cover. Okay, I thought of one other story that, that I have to, well, it's two stories, but only one is a guffaw. So, not even really a guffaw. I'm obligated to tell this other one, though, because during Les Mis, which is my first show at MC. Less miserable. Less miserable. Um, one night, my now husband exited the stage on the wrong side. Oh, geez. And it was the side of the stage I was on. And that was the first time we actually talked. And then he exited on the wrong side of the stage every night, the rest of the production. And now we're married. Oh, well, Sarah. Obligated to tell that. I felt guilty afterwards. I was like, dang it. I didn't even tell that. But, yeah, he exited on the wrong side of the stage accidentally the 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 first time. Collectively, the audience just went, oh. Yeah, it's either cute or gross. It's one or the other. Um, The other, okay, so this is, I don't know if I told you this yet, but he told the story about the bonnet to the cast. When preparing them, like, you need to have your props set. You know, don't take things off. Yes, you had just told that story to the cast. Yep. And it was right before the run. We get into the run. And everything's going great. We get to intermission. I'm like, I'm going to be so on top this of this. Is a dress rehearsal? Yes. I was like, I'm going to reset my props. Ha, 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 ha. Forgetting that I have to change back into John the Baptist at the end of the second act and that my shirt and my costume needs to be set on the opposite side of the stage. Oh, no. Which is about as far away as you can get from my dressing room. Oh, no. So oh, we no. go out for the beginning of act two, and all of a sudden, like, we're like walking in for turn back and I'm like, mm, mm, this is, this is not, this is not great. And I was like, so help me, I am not going to be their living example of how you set your props because I could just hear it. I could just hear it in notes how Sarah, the faculty member in the cast, had, you know, messed this up after this story. The stupid soprano walked off with her shirt. And so the first time I go, like, that I briefly get to leave the stage um, for maybe 30 seconds, 
what you didn't see was me running off of the stage, running to my dressing room, grabbing the shirt and throwing it down the stairs because we don't have a good Passover is the other thing to the other side of the stage. No, we don't. And then because we have the band in the back of the stage. Yeah. So then when I leave um, the second time and I'm supposed to go around to the back of the hall to come back in as Judas betraying, I instead of doing that sprint, run downstairs, run to the other side of the building, grab the shirt from where I've thrown it down the stairs, run back over, throw it backstage and sprint back to where I'm supposed to be set and so when then when I run down to see Jesus I was out of breath because I had been running because I was like I will not I will not be the reason they get to like be like ah look how dumb (laughs) some idiot screwed up the light cues in the finale last night I don't know honestly Uh, I thought it worked oh oh that was me right yeah I thought it worked um (laughs) I, I'm I not actually, blaming someone else, vocal fan. No, that was no, me. That was him. That was me. I thought it was I honestly thought it was intentional. I was like, okay, it works. I mean, I, I thought you No, no. Do Oops. you know what I had not seen one time until last night? What? Do you know that when you probably don't even realize they're doing this. When he comes out to do the Last Supper and, and to do the Baruch Adonai, the band bows their heads when the cast Aww. bows their heads. That's so I cute. had not seen that. I had not noticed it. I was busy fighting until last night. I was fighting some bandanas. Um, so. I, I I I had not noticed that until That's last. So like that sweet. when the whole cast bows their head to pray, the band is also bowing their heads to pray. I had not seen that any other pre- rehearsal until love, opening night. I love that. Yeah. Therefore, it's I've made the mistake of like making eye contact with them sometimes when I'm supposed to be like very serious and stuff. That sounds right. So I've learned just not to look at them. That sounds that's not that I was right. intentionally looking at them, but uh, anyway, well if you're in, if you're in Mississippi or near Mississippi or near Mississippi, you're in driving distance of Mississippi. Uh, you should <laughs> definitely come to Mississippi College, it's Avon a Hall, fun show, uh, and see Godspell tonight, seven p.m. Tomorrow night, seven p.m. Sunday at three. It's uh, fun. It's a good time. Definitely come, come and uh, hear some good music. Boy, the band is—they are tearing it up. The band is They're just tearing uh, it up. It's funny too. It's it's a funny show. That was actually one of the very first reactions I got last night uh, from our department administrative assistant. She goes, "I had no idea this was funny." <laughs> well, I think it's because sometimes it's not. Like I've seen some productions where the jokes yeah. don't quite land. Yeah, and that's not to say like I think if if we were to say record this well, and watch it back in three years, we might our, not think it was uh, funny. Our our other lyric stage colleague Jamie Ertle has done a phenomenal oh my job gosh. directing it, and because Godspell is not an easy show to no. direct. Like no. like there are shows that you do sometimes. Well, well Bohem, it's a four year old could direct La Bohem. People, there are just expectations. It like was, there's just only so many things you there's can so do. Much she had to come up with. For I God's mean, part. that's the thing. Holy cow! It's, and if you're not familiar with this, the revival version. The harmonies are tough. I was going to say, it is a surprisingly difficult production, period, period. from the cast. Like, being but on stage man, the, the whole show. The way this ensemble has come together. I've been oh, very impressed. So thrilled. So What thrilled. a show to come back and do. So follow at Lyric Stage MC on Instagram. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a great season next year. I'm already... I'm already pumped. My, I'm already mind, pumped. my mind is... 
I already have students asking me, but what are we doing? What are we doing this? I think I want to come up with a short list of things that we're honestly considering and share it with them at the cast party. Oh, I think that's smart. Um, I want to talk collectively. Yeah, I mean, ourselves. don't necessarily commit. Let them know, like, oh, no, hey, no, no, a no, lot no, of this has to yet. do with licensing and of blah, course, blah, blah. Of course, of course, of course. But, yeah. Of course. I like that. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a little. Yeah, that sounds I wanna great. I want to have a little. Uh, Conversation. You know, just a little, just meeting yeah. of the minds, whatever. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see. But anyway, lots of good things happening here at Mississippi College. So. Yeah, it's been a good time. It's uh, very exciting. Woohoo spring. Woohoo spring. I like is it, is it spring where you are yet, vocal spring fam? Spring is my favorite season minus the pollen. We're, uh, we're getting there. Uh, oh, it's definitely spring. This is as springy as it's going to get in Mississippi. So can I just say we're back in, in undergrad... This week in undergraduate pedagogy. Oh, let's hear it. Well, you know, practicum time, right? (gasps) Oh, And uh, we're to the point where we're uh, actually teaching our volunteer subjects. Hey, listen, vocal fam, if you teach a pedagogy class and you would like to recruit subjects for your students to teach, Mm -hmm. and you just want to recruit subjects from across campus, like people who are not studying voice. Obviously, I don't have people who are actively studying voice with one of our faculty come in. Wise. But... If you would like to recruit other random students or faculty from your campus, all you got to do is send out a mass email to the campus and, and say, and say, do you want to learn how to hit that high note? That's it. That's it. One line. That's it. Maybe we should all just change that to the first line of our websites. <laughs> do you want to learn L- how to sing that high note? I wonder if the domain... Do you... How to hit that high note is available. Friends, let me find this out for you. Like, if that domain, you should change your teaching website to how to hit that high note. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now. I am. I'm googling it right now. Hit that high note. Oh, I go. Oh, how to hit that high note. dot com does not exist. How to hit that high note. How to hit that high note isn't a thing. Boy, if Guys, you we're, we're spitting if, out the if, if you're a teaching website, I mean mine is, you know, my professional website is just bland, bland boring old nicholasperna.com. But boy, I'm telling you what, if you want to get some web traffic, go for that SEO. Now there is one that it's not called the it's a game, hit the high note singing games first comes up. Yeah, but I'm thinking for a voice teaching website. Anyway, I, s- I send out these emails, vocal fam, about, you know, do you want to learn how to hit that high note? The volunteer subjects that come out to be guinea pigs for my vocal ped students, they come out of the woodwork, y'all. Like, come out of the woodwork. And we've done it different ways where we've had them, the same person come back five weeks in a row. Yeah. Where we've had them just week to week. This semester with my undergrads, we're just doing week to week. Okay. Uh, it, it's a whole bunch of newbies. We're just doing That's new student, new student, new student, new student. So yeah. that they just, so that they have as many uniquely new experiences possible. Um, and honestly, the first vo- like a first voice lesson is a very unique experience. Correct. Like there's, there's an art to your first voice lesson. I'm not suggesting that there's also not massive value to the idea of like teaching someone for five weeks. Yeah, or, or fifteen. I think weeks. I taught someone for like three weeks. Um, One of the times I did practicum. Right, because okay. I do practicum differently every single time I do it. Yep. But partially that's to give people different experiences. Yeah. Um. And partially it's because I don't think I've perfected practicum yet. I don't know that there is Not such sure a thing. Not sure there's such a thing. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, but we had our first in the undergrad ped this week. We had our first uh, like actual human, mm-hmm. and it's nice because since I send those lists to faculty and students, yeah, we actually have a nice mix of we have some students obviously mm-hmm. with varying. singing experience levels like inevitably sometimes we have like one person walk in in this that can't match pitch you know what that is a valuable experience valuable experience valuable experience um and we've actually gotten them to the point where in the end of those 30 minutes where they can well yes um throwing stars and all um that's an old school vocal fry reference remember that um Uh, I don't know if that episode, if you could even search it, but it was uh, Black Panther and Pedagogy Ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, also with faculty being on it and staff, we also have like, honestly, like the, the subject we had this 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 week. Yeah. Sixty plus, church choir singer. Hey. What a great experience that though is. for them, you know, like. Like that's a real life person who might want voice lessons from you. Yeah. And go, I just want to sing better with my church choir and not be as annoying and have the director say too much tenor. Yeah. You know, I mean like or or whatever, <laughs> you know, or too much soprano. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like that's a person who is at a place in their life where they can afford voice lessons mm-hmm. probably and who maybe has the time mm-hmm. and you know, they don't have like little kids running all around their their whatever. And so, I mean, it was a perfectly valuable, valid experience for them. Um, and they, man, they did a nice job for their first time with a human in front of them. Also, this one, this this uh, gentleman was a professor, not a staff member. So also understands like the purpose of pedagogy and like the purpose of training pedagogy. Yeah, and yeah. You know what I mean? There's a little more ease or not as much nerves, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. They also got the blessing that this particular professor also very self-aware has been on stage. I'm curious. I feel like I could guess who and, this professor is It was now. Dr. Miller. I um, knew it. I knew. Oh, what a fun experience for it, them. It was because he has, a, he has a lovely voice. He's great. And, um, and so that was a, you know, it, it wasn't like their very first run out and all of a sudden the person can't match pitch and... He's such a good sport too. Like, yeah, I'm sure he was very responsive. On. And although, although, oh, oh, let me add this: the one thing I will say about these experiences, mm-hmm. and I try to prepare the class for this mm-hmm. with giving them instructions. They have a very specific set of instructions that I give them, and like one of those things is to try to help create a safe space in the room and how we do that, how we create a safe atmosphere, how we create a welcoming atmosphere, because it's a little bit like master class syndrome. Yeah. I, I, I once heard someone and I'm not going to name them because I don't know that they would want this statement out there just randomly publicly. Mm-hmm. But I, th- one of the most honestly, let's say one of the most transparent and honest things I've ever heard said in a master class. Okay. Was at the beginning of a master class, and the clinician, master class teacher, said, Okay, now I'm gonna say something, and it'll get a little better. Then I'm gonna say a second thing, and it'll be a little better. And then I'm gonna say a third thing, and it will be back to where it was in the practice room 30 <laughs> minutes ago before you came in here and got nervous. Yeah, that sounds right. And there's a little bit of that that happens yeah. in this setting. Yeah. It's not like it, we eliminate that when the same person's coming back like for three to five weeks. You say that, but sometimes even in like lessons, I'll be like, hey, why don't we just sing through that again? 
Let me just well, give you a second go. <laughs> well, it certainly happens in a, like a, the first semester you're teaching someone. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I, I, I was, I, I tell, I tell the class this, and vocal fam, you're all singers, voice teachers, you know, whatever. However, you're, you know, tangentially related to this voice thing. What we do is weird. Like on a on a kind of like social human level, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we do is it's a bit strange. I'm not saying it's not wonderful, or that you know one of the great joys in life. I'm just saying that like people who have never had a voice lesson, oh, they like they're like that, it's weird. It's weird that whole first semester. I think you're you're trying to like get buy-in honestly like see this is what i'm saying like 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 can we just take maybe a step even back? more than the first semester can we just take a step back and admit to ourselves like it's it's a little bit strange and and you know this you're a voice teacher or a singer there are like things that you say to your voice teacher that outside of like probably a dating relationship or mm-hmm. maybe your parents that or your therapist That you would literally never say to another human being. Yep. You know, like, I remember, and I'm not going to name this student. This was years ago. The student came in. It was an early lesson. And I could tell something was wrong. And, you know, we're we're breathing. We're breathing. And we're doing the things. And we're singing the lesson. And it's early in the morning. It was a 9 a.m. lesson. That is early. And all of a sudden... There were many bodily functions mentioned about what were going on with oh. this particular individual. Normally in social settings, I don't you think don't a lot of people, all the singers do. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just, I warn them, you know, one of the things we talk about is this creating this safe space because there end up being just. Hey, it all affects it. Things that end up coming out when yeah. you're. Working on your voice. Yep. That. Well, so much as to your mental state, your physical state. Correct. Because your, your body is your instrument. Yep. Your mind, yep. your your physical well-being. It's it's all your instrument, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. Voices are weird. Humans are unique creatures. That too. Humans and, are and, also and, weird. And singers are a special breed. They're wonderful, wild and wonderful. They're like a. I don't know what they're like, but but they're wonderful. You're all wonderful, <laughs> all of you. Um, so anyway, no good experiences, g- good start uh, this week. We have we have now the rest of the semester is all practicum. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. I mean, this whole semester is kind of practicum because like the first five weeks we did a ton of observations. Oh, okay. And then the the next five weeks were role playing, like us ask, us teaching do, each other. Do you still do the thing where like you draw a card and it's a yeah? Cards. <laughs> the cards are right here. I wondered where if you there still is did some that. kind of vocal inefficiency written yeah. on the card, on the flash card, and then for the first like session or and a half or two, like I'll I'll be the guinea pig yeah. for them. And then they start being the guinea pigs for each other and just picking a card and doing random vocal strain oddities. That was generally more stressful to me than the actual like practicum, like teaching the people because you never. Like when you were the student? No, 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 no. When you were trying to guess what this person was demonstrating. 
Because like, but I mean, I think I think see, I think the students spend too much time thinking about that and not just thinking about one of the things I've tried to coach them on is like, don't worry about really what it is. Just teach them voice. Ah, uh, but it's a game, and I need to win. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, you're, straying, you're straying into a dangerous territory with things uh, like that. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe Sarah got a little uh, voice lesson transparent there for a moment. I don't do that. It's when a I'm game, teaching. and I need to win. Okay, yeah, when you pull out flashcards and it's like, okay, this person's going to demonstrate something, see if you can figure it out. It's like charades, but for a grade. Did you hear me yell? So in the middle of Godspell, they, they play Pictionary. Yeah. Did you hear me, me yell last night? No, what'd you yell? Oh, oh well, because the whole cast starts just yelling random oh, things yeah, random. when they start playing Pictionary, including one particular cast member who starts to yell Batman. And so Every time. Every night from the booth, I'm going to yell a different superhero. Amazing. Oh, wait, I've been yelling superheroes, too, after they yell that. Oh, okay. Amazing. Well, so last night was Iron Man. I said Wonder Woman. Tonight's going to be... Ca- and I'm staying away from the DCEU. Uh, sorry. I just felt like it was a nice balance. I said uh, Superman the night before. I'm gonna I go, guess I am going DC. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Cap tonight, Maybe so don't Aquaman don't go night. Captain America. Okay, Moo Scarlet Witch. That's actually what I'm gonna do. I mean, I'm gonna stray into Marvel. Okay. There's plenty of there's plenty of characters to go around. Okay. I'm just relieved that the coat now looks like a coat. The, the, oh, when they're drawing when it? they're drawing it, it yeah. now does resemble a coat. We actually had to kind of get there with the actual drawing in Pictionary. It didn't look like it's a, a little coat. bit too much like an amateur game of Pictionary and how it normally goes. It is. It was very <laughs> unlike. A staged version of it where it actually needs to look, look like, like the, the thing, thing that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that was amusing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Speaking of Marvel, Moon Knight, man. Moon Knight. Y'all watched Moon Knight yet? Oy vey. That's just a, just a brief shout out. I thought that was a pretty darn good start. Oh, what my, a great My, my wife was not expecting to like it, and she enjoyed it I quite a bit. I wasn't either. I was just going in like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like this might be too trippy or scary, but Is like, no. Oscar Isaac the best actor in the MCU? I love Oscar Isaac. I feel like, like he's super underrated. Whoa. Well, to the point, which granted, not that I'm a great judge of accents, that it started, and I was like, is Oscar Isaac British? <laughs> I I wasn't like I had to Google it because I was like I mean he sounds really British. <laughs> also, Ethan. Friends, Haw- he's not. <laughs> Ethan Hawke is also a fierce actor. Oh my gosh, what a cool character! Like he shows up on the bus, and I was like, ah! <laughs> caught me off guard, guys. So anyway, check out Moon Knight on Disney Very Plus. Cool. I've also Very been cool. uh, keeping up with. Uh, this is totally not your genre. Well. It would not be your particular gaming genre, but I've also been keeping up with Halo, the series. Um, uh, episodes oh. one and two are now Is it a TV show? Just, just, just released last week. I might have to watch. Did you ever watch Arcane, though? No, I don't know what that is, actually. So it's a TV show based on a game. It's based around League of Legends. And it was actually, I don't play I know League. what League of Legends is. I don't know. Yeah, don't Jamie know plays League. I don't care for it. Yeah, but I the, don't play it. But The I, TV I show was really good interesting we watched the tv show and the music that went with the tv show was just spectacular i might have to check that out it was it's worth a watch we uh because we're kind of like in the middle of a bunch of different things right now yeah yeah, like because we only get to like watch like very you know very little tv at night because we're just we're so tired (laughs) like because we're in the middle of the mazel season Mm. We're, we're in the middle of season four marvelous miss mazel we're in the middle of killing eve we're in the middle of... We started um, the new season of... Have you watched the first season of Upload? 
No. Okay, but I'm going to admit a weird thing. I haven't watched it, but, like, did I ever admit on the podcast how sometimes I get sucked into, like, a Facebook video vortex, and I end up watching bits and pieces, like, lots of bits and pieces of weird TV shows, like, K-dramas, like, Korean soap operas and stuff. I got sucked into a hole one time of watching bits and pieces of the first season of Upload. Not in order, with no context, and yet I couldn't stop. So, like, I've seen parts of it, but probably in the worst way you could possibly, even worse than listening to us talk through what it was. It's an interesting concept. I don't know that it's, like, fresh or new or whatever. It almost... You know, it's meant to be science fiction-y, but yeah. honestly, with all the metaverse stuff and AI stuff, it almost seems too realistic to be. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's not bad. It's... Uh, I think of all the things that you just mentioned watching, so Marvelous Ms. Maisel is still something I have not watched. I am... Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm okay. So the issue being... Season three was not very good. Oh, okay. Season one and two... I'm sure that... I know it's phenomenal. I kept trying to convince Jamie to watch it with me, though, um, because I knew I would love it. But I have finally accepted, after many attempts at things like this, Jamie has no interest in anything, period. It just loses him immediately. Uh, so I have just decided. I mean, it's marvelous. I am going. Period. I am going to have to just watch it on my own. That's what I've just done with Bridgerton. Finally, I am on to season two now, friends. And I think I'm just going to have to do that with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is just like watch it kind of on my oh, own. Oh, it's worth it. it. The costume design in Maisel. I love stuff like that. I and I mean, Rachel Brosnahan. What it seems to say, he's just. It's so interesting. He just does not get into period stuff or dramas that much like Broadchurch he kind of enjoyed it but not to the level that I really had anticipated oh wow and Broadchurch is phenomenal right phenomenal the law stuff got under his skin do what that you will with sounds that. right except in Broadchurch it's British law which is different yep but all right well whatever. I don't know I don't know Ah, uh, well, the things I put up with. Uh, no, he's my sweet. my wife. I learned where my wife's line is. My wife's sci-fi line yeah. is going to a video game show. She oh. was like, "No, you're gonna have to watch Halo." Like, so I've been watching it on like while I eat lunch. Quick. That's okay. So that's, it's really hard to watch a show when your spouse is not watching yeah, it. It is. I've been watching it. I've been watching the shows I've been watching while I'm, like, folding laundry randomly. Or sure. if I'm, like, putting on my makeup. And sure. sometimes instead of now lis- instead of listening to a podcast or an audiobook, I'll grab my iPad and, like, have mm-hmm. it on. But it's very difficult because when, when I do have time in the evening, I generally do want to spend it with him. Right. Not just sitting by no, myself us too. watching. I mean, yeah, us too. Yeah. So it's, it is, yeah. TV shows, man. What a problem. First world problems. That's yeah, what, what that is. It's a real first right world there. problem. What a first world problem. Oof. Uh, Big oof. So anyway, you know, but but it's all, out, it's, it's all out there. there. We didn't get to watch Picard last night, obviously. Yeah, no, I have not have, have not done that yet either. It will probably be Saturday, I think, Yeah, I, I, I don't know it. when. I don't know when I'll get to watch this My week. Maybe is, next week. Honestly, that may end up happening because Saturday, honestly, we've got a lot going on up until the show. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. We've yeah. got auditions Saturday morning, and I've oh. got a I've got a, a trial lesson with a 
perspective and Exciting. graduate comps for the department. I'm supervising those on Saturday. Oh my gosh, is it already is it already that time? Yeah. Stop. It's April. Mm, nope, reject. Oh, it's April. I kind of forgot. Oh, Sarah. I know. Oh, Sarah, I know. Now we've ruined I know. It. I know. Sarah That's and I had this whole thing this morning. And it, first of all, I texted the Godspell cast this morning in the group <laughs> chat. And I said, hey, y'all, just remember the show's canceled tonight. I'll see y'all tomorrow. What? <laughs> I gave at least. He wanted to just wake him up with a nice little shot of adrenaline. I gave at least one soprano a horrible heart attack. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure you gave many of them. Um. Of course, but we did have a, a thing. We were going to do a whole April Fool's joke. But I totally joke. forgot. Totally, me too. And then, and then you said April, and I remembered, and then I was like, oh. And as soon as you said it, I was oh. like, oh. 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 In case you're curious, we were going to talk about how horrible the reviews for Morbius had been and how it had put us off of all superhero movies. And we movies. were never going to cover them again. Which I think then talking, having just talked about Moon Knight yeah, might work. have ruined it. No, it we work. were also going to, um, in case y'all didn't know, we're moving to piano pedagogy. Yeah, we were going to switch to piano pedagogy. No more voice. We're just over it. We're um, just over acoustics it. Acoustics of the piano. Yeah. We're just going to talk about acoustics of the piano string <laughs> for the next four weeks. <laughs> oh. Oh. It was going to be really funny, guys. Y'all were going to be laughing. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> we were going to be laughing. We were going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, gosh. Know, admittedly, this might be for the best. I am terrible at telling jokes when I'm trying to tell a joke. I am yeah, at my funniest. It's not exactly your uh, wheelhouse. It's not. I am at my funniest when it is entirely unintentional. That seems. That which is, is uh, you know, it's a way of life, guys. That's right. It All is right. what it is. All right. Well, you and I are both exhausted. I am. And I have to go back and keep doing yard work. I came in literally to this office to teach a 30-minute lesson and do this podcast, and I'm wearing pants covered in mud. Yeah. My work boots covered in mud. He's not wrong. And a 1980s running jacket covered in mud. Which, if anybody has seen the jackets they're selling for Eternals at Disney World, it kind of looks like that. A little bit of an Icarus vibe. if we got an E-patch and just put it on... You wouldn't need to spend the, like, $120 that could that jacket I, would cost. Could I fly and shoot lasers out of my eyes and be impervious? No. But oh. that does remind me, friends, I hope there is a photo floating around on the internet, or will be floating around on the internet, of how um, you chose to dress last night for the opening of the show. Someone came and, like, you know, initially we're like, oh, you're wearing a black suit. Like, men in black. And he's like... Yeah, pulls out his sunglasses, pocket watch, and, like, the only thing he was missing was the little, like, flashlight. So, yeah, somebody came in cosplay to the show last night. <laughs> it was the producer. Apparently, we're being produced by... By Men in Black. By, uh, and I must be Tommy Man Lee... Men in Black, I guess, I must just be one. the Tommy Lee Jones role, because I'm not remotely... I don't know. I guess you can't say Will Smith is cool anymore after Sunday. Ooh. I don't know. We could have referenced uh, that. We could have made that somehow be an April Fool. Uh, I don't know if that's a good joke. I don't feel. Com- I don't feel like I am suave enough to make a joke about that without no. it being offensive to no. someone out there. No, we're not going to. So, we're not going to do that again. This is why I'm not good at jokes, guys. Sorry. Anyway, about it. so vocal fam, it's been a week. We hope you've had a great week um, yeah. out there in teaching land. We're yeah. getting there. We're getting there toward the end of the. We of have the, some exciting guests coming up. Oh yeah. Yes, also. It's, it's coming together, friends. Now that we've actually, our minds have 
cleared up a little bit. Started to clear. Bit. We can see the light. We got Lori Sonnenberg coming on this next, coming this week. Coming this coming week. week. Next week. Yeah. Um, ta- ta- demystifying voice health. Exciting. Two weeks. We're going to do an episode on the book Singing Through Change with Kate Frazier-Neely and Nancy Boz and uh, Joanne Bozeman. Um, Very exciting. Be returns for two of the three of them. That's um, true. And Nancy's first time on the podcast. We've got some fun episodes. Several returning people. And then a week later, we're going to have David Sisko and Laura Laura Josepher uh, on to talk about... um, Singing contemporary musical theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope I said her name right. Forgive me if I did not. Um, yeah, I don't have it sitting sorry. in front of me. Um, um, and then we'll be back, just us idiots, for yeah. a week. Yeah. Uh, and then some point in early May, we're gonna have a contingent of another Nats National preview. Um, with a, 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 a yeah, some uh, some cross training stuff. Yeah. Um, Von Redman, Sarah Wigley, um, oh goodness, and their and Julie Gunn, yes, uh, all the University of Urbana, Il- University of Illinois Urbana Champaign folks, um, some cross training stuff. Hoping to have them on in early May. That's the the plan. And then early May, of course, we'll also review. There's a movie coming out in Maybe. May. I, I mean, forget what it's called. Have y'all heard about it? Something Anyone? about it's weird, Doctor Weird. Wait, are, Doctor, speaking of movies, Do- are we going to go see the new Fantastic Beast movie? Oh, yeah, we need to do we that. We do need to do that. That's coming out soon. It's the 15th. Yeah. Also comes out the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, we may need to do that. Yeah. Right. My children want to do that. I want to do that. Uh, I'm very okay, excited. yeah, we're gonna have to make sh- we're gonna have to make uh, plans because Godspell will end. Godspell will end. Let's get through Godspell. And we're also, get through the show. also that weekend is also uh, Sea Devils weekend. I don't even know what Doctor Who. <gasps> right. Right. The I Easter, forgot. The Easter I saw special, that. That's Easter. But like, I think I saw that while maybe it was like right before a dress so we could do like a whole british uh weekend review of i'll bring the tea of secrets of dumbledore and uh sea devils what's it called the something of the sea devils mystery Uh, was it mystery of the sea devil no i don't know what Ah, whatever there's a really easy way to it's a doctor who special with sea devils we love doctor who woohoo um, Doctor uh, Who. There, there you we go. We got a lot of fun pop culture things. Obi Wan Kenobi coming. That's up. later in Legend May. of the Sea Legend Devils. of the Sea Devils. You're there welcome, it is. People. I knew there was a word. There was. Uh, there was. Legend of the Sea Devils. So Exciting times are coming. So, so there you go, vocal <laughs> fans. Our, I feel like our the second half of our season essentially just had like a delayed start. That's right. <laughs> it it did. It, we had a we had a we one, <laughs> We had a one month delay for Perna mo- uh, moving, <laughs> then another month delay for Puccini, mm. and now we've had a few week delay for Godspell. With Godspell, but look, guys, we did it. We <laughs> did Here it! we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're excited to have a lot of great guests on here at the end of the end of the season, um, and of course, our big Doctor Strange review will yeah. be will be dedicated in and of it, in and of itself. And then, will we see you at Nats National? And then, hey, vocal fam, if you're listening to this today, if you've downloaded this episode today and you're yeah. listening to it today today is the early bird deadline oh so they can still do for it registration today. for nats national today april the first i was really on top of it i registered two days ago <laughs> <laughs> sir gotcha guys who did it <laughs> april um, fools no not really no and it, this is not an april <laughs> this fools is not joke. an april fools you really can Regist- um, all these great things are happening and also and also 
Matt's National, come hang out in Chicago. Chicago! I don't know what that voice was. I've never literally so once scared. done that voice in the podcast. I have no idea what and that we was. we may never do it again. Yeah, I don't think I should ever make that noise again. Uh, okay, all right. Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh... What was it? Oh, I had the little cranberry biscuit thing. Ah, cranberry yeah. orange biscuit yummy That thing. seems right. Yep. Well, I'm going to go eat a nuke salad. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to nukes. Oh, well, okay. Because I need lunch. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next, uh, week. next week with uh, the great Lori Sonnenberg. Yeah. Cool. All right. Peace Bye. out, Vogel fam. <laughs>